everyone. This is Dice Boys, an original Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition homebrew campaign live play podcast. That is a mouthful of words I <laughs> hope to never have to say again. Anyway, my name is Blake and I'm going to be running the game. I'm going to be the dungeon master, as it were, and also your host of sorts. Uh, but before we get any further, I just want to say thank you. Thank you so much for listening. I know there are lots of voices out there vying for your time, lots of great content, and the fact that you're with us is a huge compliment, and we intend to do our do our damnedest to deliver uh, and, and give you guys a fun, engaging D&D experience, and we're feeling really good about season one here. Um, but this is episode zero. This is what we're calling episode zero. It's basically uh, an introduction to Dungeons and Dragons and what it is, how to play it, and how that will inform what we're doing here on this podcast. So if that doesn't interest you, you can just go ahead, turn turn on episode one, jump right into the story. But the way this episode is going to go down, it's going to break into three parts. One, two, three. Three parts. First, I'm going to spend a few minutes doing a quick rundown on Dungeons and Dragons, some of the mechanics that you might need to know if you're not familiar with the game, um, just so that it won't be too distracting when you're trying to engage a story. Uh, So that's number one. Number two, I'll be talking with the players directly about their characters and their character concepts and who they'll be playing. That's number two. And then number three, I'm just going to give the players a chance to improvise and do some role-playing from the perspective of their characters and just get a little bit more of a in-game exposure to their characters. So that'll be number three. So number one, rundown of the rules. Number two, I'm going to talk to the players about their character concepts. And number three, we're going to give the players a chance to improvise and do some role-play in character. And that'll all help you get some backstory on the characters as well. So even if you're familiar with Dungeons and Dragons, you can still listen to this episode and get a lot of great content and a lot of information about the characters. So without further ado, let's talk about Dungeons and Dragons. Okay, Dungeons and Dragons, what is it? It is a tabletop role-playing game. And we at Dice Boys HQ (laughs) describe that as being basically play-pretend with a set of rules that helps you determine whether or not what you choose to do is successful. So I'll say that again. It's basically play pretend with a set of rules to help determine whether or not what you choose to do is successful. And let me unpack that a little bit. First, the play pretend part. Basically, the players have characters that they've made up with varying strengths and weaknesses and quirks and flaws and eccentricities, and they'll basically be acting as those characters or voice acting as those characters it's not total immersion um they'll they'll often just be describing what their character does in the first person i'm gonna walk over here i'm gonna do this that that kind of thing and i as the dungeon master i'll be describing the world around them i will present them with situations in which they have to decide what they do or more specifically i'll present them with people that they'll have to engage with and I'll be doing the voices of those other people and the players will make decisions on what they want to do and they'll roll dice to see if that's successful or not and the story will unfold from there. 
So that's the that's the first part. That's the play pretend part. So the set of rules part, I already mentioned it. Basically, rolling dice. All the players will be rolling a 20-sided die. Um, and they'll do that whenever there is a basically a meaningful or narratively interesting chance of them succeeding or failing. I'll ask them to roll a 20-sided die, and the higher the number, the more likely they are to succeed. And as I mentioned earlier, you know, their characters have different strengths and weaknesses, so they'll get to add things to those rolls, um, and it varies from character to character. But we don't need to get into those specifics, and if you're more interested in that, there's plenty of other great content out there that help you really dive into the crunchiness of the rules of 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons. But basically, all you need to know is this is how the story is going to go. I'm going to present them as with a situation. They'll decide on how they want to react to that situation. They will roll dice. And then, depending on the outcome of the dice roll, I will describe a new situation, and then they will continue to re- uh, respond to that. So that's kind of how the story will unfold. So let me give you some examples of how that works out. Uh, just so you can kind of hear it before we get into the story. Um, let's take, for example, let's say the one of the players wants to pick the pocket of a, of a rude nobleman that pushed them aside on the road in a village or something. I will have them roll the dice to see if they can successfully pick the pocket of this nobleman. If they roll high enough, they will get away with a coin purse. And maybe, who knows, uh, an incriminating letter that they can use to later blackmail this nobleman. But if they roll low enough, They'll get caught, and maybe the nobleman will have his henchman beat up the player. Or I might actually, I might have the nobleman also roll to see if he even notices the player. So maybe the player rolls really low, but I roll even lower for the nobleman, and that's because the nobleman is drunk, which is why he was so rude. He's actually normally a really nice guy. And yeah, so the story unfolds from the dice. Um, Attacking. That's a big one. I'm not, not going to lie. There's a lot of fighting in Dungeons & Dragons, or can be. It doesn't always have to be fighting. But when it does break out, two things are going to happen. One, I'm going to ask the players to roll initiative. Basically, all that means is who's the quickest to react to this now escalated situation. So when I say roll initiative, that's a great, that's a great narrative moment. That means a fight's about to break out. And we're just going to go from whoever rolls the highest to whoever rolls the lowest. Each person's going to get a chance to do something. And then we'll just cycle back through that list. And when somebody chooses to make an attack, a high roll equals a hit and a low roll equals a miss. Again, there's some more variance there uh, in the rules. But just for, for the sake of understanding, the higher they roll, the more likely they are to hit the person there wanting to hit and then if they do hit they get to roll an additional die to do some damage and that die kind of depends on the nature of the weapon if it's a tiny little dagger it's going to be a four-sided die if it's a huge giant burly axe it's going to be a 12-sided die um just one more thing before we go down to the basement and sit at the table and talk to the players about their characters uh i mentioned that the players will be rolling a 20-sided die to determine their success or failure. I should mention also that a 20 is considered really good. You roll a natural 20, that's great. Similarly, you roll a natural one, 
not so great. And I, as a DM, I typically like to impose a kind of narratively interesting consequence when people roll a one. Um, boy, I think that's it. I think, you know, I think we're all ready to jump into it. So let's go to the table and let's talk to the players about their characters. Nick, tell us about what you're going to be playing. Yeah. Hi there. My name is Nick. I'm a person, uh, and I will be playing the imaginary person of Matthias Longstrider, and he is a half-elf druid. So half-elf is half-elf, half... In this situation, uh, his father is a wood elf, um, and his mother is a human. Now, he grew up in the city of Goldbridge with his human mother in a group of humans, and he has no idea who his elf father is. Great. Love it. And he doesn't take well to humans because of the incessant teasing that was done to him growing up. When you look at him, uh, genetics is kind of a dice roll. Like, you get 50% from one parent, 50% from the other. He got all of the bad parts of the elf and all of the bad parts of the human kind of all jammed together. So he is tall like a human, um, but has really exaggerated elf features, like really big sharp ears um he's really gaunt kind of like with a caved in chest uh he's not an attractive individual just like you in real life yeah just (laughs) like me in real life just so he doesn't fit in with humans necessarily and and humans kind of resent him for his elf qualities and he doesn't fit in with elves because he's too human and therefore corrupted in their perspective absolutely so okay so half elf druid yes druid is uh, druid wizard. Yeah, it's basically a nature wizard. Um, druids study the natural magic that exists in the land, and they learn how to manipulate it and use it to both protect and squash their enemies. Um, so druids are likely to use plants and use weather and use um, just kind of the area around them to either deal damage or help other players. They don't feel super comfortable in cities. Uh, They prefer to be in the woods and in nature. All right. Cool. Okay. Next is Trevor. Trevor, tell us about who you will be playing. Um, Yeah, my name is Trevor. I'm playing a high elf wizard named Yan-Yan. The school of magic that he practices is, is necromancy, but he doesn't really do it in like the typical, you know, creepy, weird for profit kind of way he does it more in the sense that he understands that life is a force that can be manipulated and he wants to learn more about it he's kind of a a weird character eccentric Um, eccentric he wears a kimono um with bunny slippers he's quite strange he's always in his head thinking about how he can gain control or put the situation in his advantage. Perfect. Yon Yon is an eccentric looking elf and he's a wizard and he wears a kimono and bunny slippers. Yeah. And beyond that, you'll have to learn to love him. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So next will be Aaron. I am going to be playing a character named Big Ol' Goodbyes. And... (laughs) That name. (laughs) Big Ol' Goodbyes is a gnome. And 
I'm trying something weird with this character just because I'm trying to lean into some fun role-playing mechanics for this class I'm playing, um, or for this podcast, I'm playing an Unearthed Arcana class. Yeah, and so so I'll explain that real quick for the listener. Basically, that means in the published material for Dungeons & Dragons, they're like, here are the different options for players, for characters that you can be. But then after that gets released... Wizards of the Coast, the company that publishes this stuff, releases more stuff for players to try online. And that's what you found something that looked interesting yeah. for you online. Uh, this class is called the Artificer. And the reason that I am interested in it is that it feels flavor-wise um, really compelling to play and build a character with these types of abilities and interests and motives. And so I wanted to try it out. And I'm not really sure how it's going to work, but I... I think that I got to put together a pretty fun character for myself. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm trying to explore what it's like for me to play that kind of character. Cool. And uh, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. So he's he's a gnome. So, yeah, so for the listener, we should explain that that does summon up kind of garden gnome yeah, things. Yeah, you can expect uh, certain things from a gnome, uh, particularly voice, stature. Um, so he's small. He's short. Some sort of eccentricities uh as an artificer big ol his day job is creating alchemical potions which he sells similar to uh working at a pharmacy mm -hmm. however that's not his calling in life and so he's found dedication and enjoyment through creating engineered devices that serve a purpose or just provide entertainment for him okay and that is his passion and pleasure and purpose for existing and i'm gonna try to explore that in some fun ways and uh cool that's sort of the motive for my character he's all about creating weird and cool stuff great and also he's short and he's very small that i just want to drive that point home because very that, small i have some narrative implications and has a bad attitude, we'll say. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Great. Drew, tell us about your character. Uh, yeah. Hey, y'all. This is Drew. Uh, I'm playing Dodge. He's a human rogue. Uh, rogues are uh, sneaky. Typically, they are not above a little bit of thievery and mischief. Um, some of them are exceptionally deadly in combat, but also not really built for the front lines. Uh, we like to juke around and, um, hide and dodge and stuff like that. Dodge is from down South. He's had a, had a little bit of an isolated background. Um, like many rogues, he had a very troubled past and he's tr sort of trying to, make his way away from that and find his place in the world. He has a strong sense of who he is and what he wants, or at least he thinks he does, and mm -hmm. he doesn't really... He kind of marches to the beat of his own drum. Great. So, a little standoffish, maybe? Uh, Dodge is actually, at least um, at least on the face of it, he's a very friendly and gregarious oh. individual. Okay, so he's charming. Yes, he's very charming. He he's almost like if you were the A team, you, you would maybe be face. Uh, yeah, except maybe not as smart. Okay, I don't know that face was smart in the A team, was he? I think Hannibal was the brains. Yeah, definitely not like brains or like brains second chair. <laughs> <laughs> 
bronze, top, yeah. top, <laughs> top tier for, yeah. for you. Okay. That's the ceiling for you. All right, great. Dodge. Charming, handsome, mischievous. He's, he's, I would say he, you wouldn't be able to pick him out of a crowd, but, you know, one-on-one, he really grabs you. All right. Great. Brett. Yeah. Why don't you tell us about the character you're playing? Uh, I'm going to be playing Alok. He's a half-orc fighter. Okay. And half-orc is not full orc. You're somewhat human, but you're still big and menacing. Definitely and, big. And bulky. Definitely not human-looking at all. Mm, no. I mean, I have a beard, but other than that, I pretty much just look like an orc. Okay. Do you, do you have, like, the teeth coming out from your lower jaw or whatever? Yeah, I do. Big underbite. Nice. Um, other than that, I've had a lot of jobs in Clifftide. I have a wife named Elle and a daughter named Mia, who's my world. Named after named the Named after world. Omia. Omia. Yeah, exactly. My that. little world. And I also have a brother named Raph, who's in the army, okay. the half-orc army. All right. Well, it's, it, it wouldn't <laughs> well, be the half <laughs> a lot of A lot of half-orcs get... Get, go into the army. Get enlisted. Go into yeah, the military. Because it's, it's harder to get a job. Yeah, kind of. Because uh, of the stigma. The stigma yeah. of being unable to control your feelings and just being innately. Um, There's a stereotype that they're innately aggressive and, yeah. and untrustworthy. Worthy. Yeah. Other than that, I am very uh, combat oriented and just ha- hack and slash a bunch. That's going to be my power, my superpower. <laughs> These muscles. These muscles, that's your superpower. Uh, I do have kind of a secret love for poetry. Uh, awesome. That'll come out eventually. But I I keep that to myself for a long time. I'm writing in my book. Okay. Uh, it's just kind of a way to get the anger out. Okay. That's great. I love that. A, a, a badass with a with a hidden soft side, right? Yeah, love it. Okay, so hopefully that was instructive. That was just a real quick crash course into what D and D is, and then just a real quick introduction into the players and kind of their concepts for their characters. To give you guys a sense of how this game is going to work, we constructed a, a quick little role playing scenario. Think of this as like live improv theater because it's basically what this is. We're giving them the scenario, and they're going to play this out. So the scenario is Trevor's character, Yon Yon, and Aaron's character, Biggle, are starting an organization. And that organization is going to be kind of the central character of, of this podcast. They are going to be conducting job interviews with the other three player characters. And this is all made up on the spot, just given that context. So... I'm going to set the scene, and we're going to watch them play. We open with you, Matthias. You are sauntering down the dried, muddy road. The dried dirt road. I guess mud when it's dry is dirt and not mud. (laughs) Generally, yes. Yeah, so the dirt road. It's both muddy and dry. Yeah. (laughs) A little bit of rain, and it becomes muddy. You're walking down the dirt road on the southern edge of Clifftide, in kind of the rough-and-tumble area of this town, this coastal town. And you're on a little stretch, 
and you can hear resounding in the air that hammering and tooling of a wagon rights shop up ahead on your right. And on your left is a long stretch of storefronts, some abandoned. And you eventually pass a cluttered storefront of a tailor. And you see right next to that the storefront of the location that you have been led to by the flyer that you found. And you walk in a small door. And you're in a small little room. It's about 10 feet by 10 feet. The only piece of furniture in that room is a tall countertop style desk with no one sitting at it. On this desk is a sign that says, please wait to be called. And you turn around and you see that there is somebody else in this room already. A somewhat handsome looking human just standing there, milling about. Is this where we should be waiting for the, the job? I guess so. This is just a job? Yes, is it, we are in a room. We, uh, well, hard to argue with that, mister. I, <clears throat> we are in a room. <laughs> All right, so uh, is, there, is there any uh, refreshments? or? I don't think this is uh, <laughs> that type of joint, you know. I was expecting a little bit of food, but uh, I think I'll be fine. Yeah. I'll take a seat anyway. I'm not in charge here, so I'm just waiting to talk to these wizard boys or whatever. Oh, so you, you are just as clueless as I am. Oh, yeah, possibly more clueless. Oh, excellent. So so we are, we are uh, idiots together then. Well... Yeah, whatever you say, man. But you are a human, yes? Yeah, definitely. So then you are an idiot. Wonderful. Okay. I, will, I will take a seat. All Unfortunately right. for both of you, there's nowhere to sit in this room. It's just the desk and no chairs. So oh, you I are Absolutely stuck. sit down on the floor. Okay. <laughs> Great. That doesn't make it awkward at all. Middle of the room, on the floor. Great. Meanwhile... Yon-Yon, you and Biggle have sat down at the table with your first applicant, a large half-orc. Go ahead and have a seat. Uh, 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 thank you, thank you. So you're looking for work, huh? Well, who isn't? I mean, since the mines closed, it's been so hard. Oh, you worked at the mines. Well, you must be strong. Uh, could you tell me your name, please? Uh, it's Alok, sir. Alok. That's A L O C. Nice to say. Uh, would you mind standing up for me, please, Alok? Uh, sh- sh- sure. Yes, sir. quickly, please. Yeah. Uh, now I have a few questions for you. Uh, don't mind me. I'm just going to be taking some measurements here while I ask them to you. Uh, measurements, please. sir. Yes. Um, I'll just tell you what I need as I go. Uh, now, are you uh? attached to someone or planning to have a family in the near future? Oh. Uh, stand up straight, please. Oh, yes, sir. Um, well, not a new family, sir. Uh, I I do have a family, though, oh, already, sir. You do oh, have wi- a family. Wife and daughter. A wife and daughter. Yeah. Interesting. And now, uh, oh. I'm just gonna, yeah. just taking your, your, uh, inseam. Oh. oh. Okay, sir. <laughs> yep. 
Uh, do, you, do you want me to breathe, sir? Or do you uh, want... No, no, no. Just just like you are right here. Okay. Uh, now, how how long have you had this family? Um. Well, sir, my daughter, she's... I'll go ahead and put your arms down now. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, sir. Um... Uh, and what what size shoe do you have? Wait, sir. Um, uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm interrupting first. you. Go ahead and answer the first question that I have um, for you. Okay. Uh, my wife and I have been married for 10 years, sir, and my daughter is nine. Well, that's very impressive. Hmm. Hmm. And my shoe size is are you 13. Af- are you afraid of the dark uh, or perhaps uh, any creatures that might live in the dark? Uh, no, sir. Um, no, who's... Who's afraid of the dark, sir? <laughs> well, I mean, I'm afraid of the dark, but but I can see in the dark. Me too, sir. Uh, I don't really, I can't really tell when it's dark out. Have you ever been into a <laughs> tiny hole or I I can't climbed really into a space hole, into the ground? So you're not afraid of of small spaces, and you're not afraid of the dark. This is a good start for me. Yeah, no, sir. Um, why would I be afraid of small places, sir? I'm sorry, am I making you uncomfortable? No, no, sir. Okay, good, good. I'm just trying to gather as much information as I can about you. I have my reasons. Okay. okay. What are you most afraid of? I- I'm sorry, sir? What are you most afraid of? S- sir, um... It's, it's gonna sound silly, sir. Um... I like that he's already calling us sir. I really um, love gumption. My dreams, sir. Your dreams? Yes, sir. And Alok, was it? It was, yes. Why do you fear your dreams? Well, sir, um, over the years, I've, I've had to kill some people, and... Um, At night when I sleep, sometimes their ghosts find me in their in my dreams, and they're all bloody, and it's terrifying, sir. So you were haunted by your past, I see. Sometimes it seems that way, sir. But my daughter and my wife, they keep me they keep me sane when I'm awake. Do you feel like you have a high tolerance for pain? <laughs> Well, sir, um, I would say yes. I can take a licking. Well, I, I can give say one I'm quite too. impressed. You have conducted yourself very well. Thank you, sir. Thank you, thank you so much. I wasn't sure how this was going. Well, my friend Yanyan has one more, one more task for you. Oh, sure. Um, go. What do you need, sir? So we will begin your evaluation now. Do you see over there on the wall? There are two identical paintings? Yeah, yeah, yes I do. They are identical in every way except for seven subtle differences. You have 30 seconds to tell me what those seven things are. And I take out an ornate clock and I put it on the table and I slam down on the table. (laughs) All right, I run (laughs) over. To the to the paintings on the wall to get a better look. Well, sir, this one looks like it's it's acrylic, and this one looks like it's made of blood, sir. Um, uh, <laughs> this one uh, obviously uh, p- 
pointillism, sir. And this one over here, very, very sh- short strokes. Um, yes, continue, continue. Um, uh, oh, uh, the, the, the color palette on this one is uh, flooded with uh, red, sir. And the other <laughs> oh one is um, is more of a bluish tone. I think. I think. Um, uh, Your time is up. Uh, how many did I get, <laughs> I, sir? I can't believe you did that to him. You may wait in the lobby. Okay. Oh, God. A-lock, God. Okay. Thank you. Thank you so much, gentlemen. Um, What were your names again? Yan Yan. And I reach out to shake your hands. Mr. Goodbyes. Mr. Goodbyes. Yes. Wait outside, please. And, and... Yan Yan. And Mr. Yan Yan... I'll be out. I'll be outside. And a spectral hand moves the curtain aside, and you rush out the entryway, barely noticing the human and half elf that are waiting in there. And you go out the front door into the street. All right. So after sitting around in awkward silence for quite some time and only hearing the muffled sounds of voices, from the other side of this curtain, Dodge, you and Matthias both see a spectral hand move this curtain aside, and a large half-orc walks past you two and exits the building. As soon as that door shuts, you hear a voice from the room behind the curtain say, Next, please. Well, all right, fellow. I guess it's my, my go. I shall stay here then. Best of luck to you. And now I walk in. Hey there, fellas. Aren't you a pair? Please take a seat. Uh, in that chair, directly uh, in front of you. All right, happy to oblige. And as you sit down, uh, the lights turn out. And above you, a spotlight pops up <laughs> over your head. Okay, so <clears throat> this happens like at the same time? As you sit down. Okay. Well, all right. Please state your name. Uh, name of Dodge. Name of Dodge. Now, uh, is that your first, middle, and last name, or just Dodge is fine. Dodge. Yeah. D A. Yep. I can just fill in the rest yeah, at a later if you time. You sound it out. You know, whatever works for you and, is uh, fine. Now, Mister Dodge, uh, how tall are you? How tall? Uh, I'm not really sure, to be honest with you. I'll never okay. trouble Un- to measure myself. Undecided. I would say average height. <laughs> Perfect. Um, how did you hear about this job? And uh, is there anything that you know about us? Uh, well, um, I heard, I saw Fly, and uh, don't know y'all. You know, obviously, personally, seen as we just met and everything, but. Uh, you know, I'm looking for a, a spot where I can kind of, you know, get some growing, do some do some learning, get into some, I'll be honest with you guys, full disclosure, my skills are unconventional. Mm, unconventional so, skills, interesting. You know, most gainful <laughs> employers aren't necessarily looking for a type such as me, and so I'm looking for somebody who needs my help that I can also learn from in the process. You catch my drift? Uh before we before we jump into the questions up, uh, my name is Biggle. Uh, you can call me Mr. Goodbyes. 
Mr. Goodbye. This all is right. my counterpart, Yan Yan. I take a less formal approach. <laughs> Understood, Yan Yan. Pleasure to meet both of you again. So the question that I would like to ask you is, why do you want to be here? Why do you want to work for the organization of the Black Goblet? Well, you know, <clears throat> like I said, I'm looking for something that's a little bit more outside the lines, if you take my meaning. And uh, I'm interested in being in interesting places. And I feel like you guys will find some interesting places to go to. We are hoping to find interesting things in interesting places, definitely. And I feel like we have some mutual interests, so that's why I'm here. What would you say are some of your strengths and weaknesses? Well, <clears throat> well, you know, as far as weaknesses is concerned, I'm perhaps uh, a little bit overly charming and friendly. And uh, many people... <laughs> It's a weakness. <laughs> Many people find sure. my, uh, you know, my fun-loving, good-natured demeanor to be a little bit distracting. So that's something I've struggled with in the past, mightily. As far as strengths are concerned, well, you have to see it to believe it. Oh, I would much appreciate the demonstration. Well, all right. And at that point, the lights were turn the lights will turn back on. Go ahead. What would you like me to demonstrate? But well, your skills, perhaps. Yes, what's what's, what's y'all good at? All right, all right, all right. Is it all right Is if I approach? Your first job interview. May I approach? Please. All uh, right. Thank you very much. Treat this room like your own. Yeah. All right. Great. Sounds good. Um, I. <laughs> I'm. <laughs> uh, Pull out a melon. So. I know I um I take a a uh handkerchief out of my Tunic. pocket, yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> wherever I keep those. And I walk up to you guys and I say, Well, <clears throat> I understand now uh you are both very school individuals as far as the workings of uh mysterious things, but this might be something the likes yes, of which we are you have not seen before. And I take this little handkerchief and I'm just kind of like waving it around them. And I'm using, I'm kind of like waving it in front of Biggles' face and like up and down his body. And I'm doing <laughs> it to Yan Yan. And I'm going to pickpocket both of them as I do that. Okay. Yes. Yeah, there's going to so be great. a role involved so in that. Great. So, yeah, we're going to need a, we're going to need a slide of hand roll. Two or one? Uh, a slide of hand roll for each of them. So we'll roll for Biggle first. That's uh that's a 12. Against what? Against Biggle's perception. And Biggle that's did not... That's going to be a four. Yeah, so Dodge, you handily pickpocket Biggle in the course of this little demonstration. Let's see how well you do against Yon Yon. Roll again. So once again, wow. Dodge rolls a 12. Yon Yon rolls a can, critical fail, which is known as a one. I can can I, I know what I have in my pocket, so I know what you would take. Like, you would take my small book that I have with me that I write all my notes in throughout the day. Oh, yes. Absolutely, I, I would nothing take that. in my pockets. Uh, maybe, like, some wire and a couple of coins. 
<laughs> that's, so that's what you have. That's what you've pickpocketed from them. Wire, right. coins, and a book. All right. So <clears> this cute I... little dance you're doing is very fancy. I'm sorry. You must be patient. I would really like to see what demonstration. I'm sorry. You must. Please. The ritual requires complete silence. Now. And I continue waving the kerchief <laughs> around for a couple seconds. And then I sit back down and I say, Now, I have to say, Yan Yan, you were a little bit more receptive to the magical energies. Uh, however, you should both well, well, I mean, are you, you should sh- both feel how did you know that he was more receptive than me? We'll get to that. <laughs> you should both feel somewhat lighter in the shoes, perhaps. Maybe you stand up, walk around a little bit, see if you feel a little bit lighter on your feet. Hmm. Well, I mean. I get. I guess. I do not. I do not feel lighter. Is this some kind of joke? I, I, so while I'm small, okay. Are you trying to make fun of me? Uh, I, I'm sorry. I'll I'll cut to the chase. Uh, Yan Yan, you may want this back. And I hand him the book that I pickpocketed from him while I was doing that. And uh, I'll say, Mister uh, Mister Goodbyes. I'm here's these. You may recognize them. My wire. <laughs> <laughs> How did you? Well, so it's quite impressive, I must say. Well, that definitely voids the next question I was going to ask you, which was, have you ever stolen something? <laughs> yes, Why all the time. Why did you take it, and did you get away with it? Because clearly, I am impressed. Well, yeah, well, thank you. I appreciate that. Full disclosure: I steal every day, and. Uh, <laughs> The answer to why I do that is varied. Sometimes it is because I'm hungry. Sometimes it is because I felt like it. But as far as whether or not I've been caught, well, I stand before you today, do I not? You do indeed. Well, I mean, you are sitting, but... Yeah, and I give him the old fink and a winker, uh, <laughs> wink and a finger gun. <laughs> the old finky winker. Finky winker. <laughs> um... Well, I guess uh, my only other question is, uh, is there ever been a time where you have uh, disagreed with your boss or a friend or someone who trusted you? And and how did you deal with it? I'm just such an agreeable character. I mean, you must understand, you know, I get along with just about everybody. So, so what you're saying is you're a yes man? Not necessarily, but uh, I'll do what needs to be done. I like this guy. He's got character. The final question I would like to ask you is, have you ever stolen from an employer? Well, I mean, he strictly speaking, I ain't never really been employed, so to speak. This would be kind of a first for me. So This is your first job interview? You know, I, I just, uh, you know, don't really like, you know, I, want, I like doing my own thing. And uh, I don't really fit in in most places where they be... You know, they want you to, you know, scrub the kitchen or whatnot and make a sandwich and this and that. That's not me, man. Make a sword out of some iron. That's not me, man. That's just not me. So, you know, this is a new horizon for me. Well, I'll tell you, here at the Black Goblet, we are not about making sandwiches and forging swords. We're about finding magical things that exist in the world and taking them. Hell yeah, brother. That's why I'm here. Yes. So are we. I think you did very well, Dodge. 
You can go wait in the lobby now. All righty. You fellas, enjoy the rest of your day. And uh, yeah, anyway, the lobby. I'll see myself out. <laughs> and Yon Yon, you use your mage hand again to pull the curtain aside. And Dodge steps out and leaves. Next, please. Oh, I believe this is uh. Do I just walk into the the door, Zab? Yes. Uh, yeah. Get after it, All brother. Right, well, uh, have have a good day. Uh, that I am unconcerned. I do not care how your day goes. All right. <laughs> um, go ahead and have a seat. I shall stand. Okay. Could you please uh tell us your full name? Is this important to you? Yes. Please tell me your name. My. My full name is Matthias Jones. Matthias. But I prefer to be called Longstrider. Thank oh. you. Interesting. Uh, my name is Biggle Goodbyes. You can call me Mr. Goodbyes. And my name is Yon Yon. Excellent. Uh, you're quite large. Oh. Very impressive, actually. Uh, it's actually quite uncomfortable for me that you are so tall. Would you mind having a seat over here? Oh, I could I could see how this would be uncomfortable for you because yours are very tiny. Um yes, for for your uh for your sake, I I will sit down. Uh so no, please please note in your little books that I preferred to stand. And I take a seat. Your bone structure is very awkward. Are you <laughs> half human perhaps? Yes, this is a very uh, astute observation. Yes, I am I am half human. I see that you are uh, fortunate enough to be full elf. Is this correct? I don't know if I'd call it a fortune. Mm, no, it is very fortunate. You see, as uh, the lesser part of me, um, I have this uh, uncomfortable body, which is very tall um, and very very thin. I do not like it. Okay, so you have body images. <laughs> <laughs> Dysmorphia, okay, I'm uh, taking note of that. <laughs> you could say that, yes. What, uh, why do you want to join the Black Goblet? What is your purpose for being here today? Well, my purpose here is, uh, is that I saw a note um, on basically every building throughout the town um, that you need help. And uh, I seem to have nothing better to do. Um, and I would like to contribute to something. Is this an acceptable answer? <laughs> Can you tell me about a time where you faced a challenge in your life and uh, how did you deal with that challenge? Mm, yes, this is a challenge that I face every day when I wake up and I look at my monstrosity of a body. <laughs> and you deal with that by doing what? Mm, it is your standard mix of self-hatred and... Uh, Hatred of all things human. Well, I could see that. Yeah. This makes, uh, this makes sense well, as, as you are talking about Yeah, well, what, I can, we can what type of work environment do you prefer? Um, to be honest, uh, my work experience has mostly been in uh, the negative, uh, in that I have been anti, anti-work and that I have... Uh, Actively destroyed other workplaces of other people. <laughs> what what other what other places uh, have you, what other places have you worked destroyed? 
Well, it is a, a colorful past, um, but <laughs> I have a very difficult time when I see uh, oppression of uh, the lesser races. Um, so whenever I've come into town and I've seen uh, people with uh, mistreating the slave beasts um, or uh, innkeepers mistreating the uh, lesser race uh, patrons, uh, my, I have taken it upon myself to uh, uh, burn everything that I have to the ground. Hmm. Well, wow. Okay. That's a very interesting way to Some words work it. here. <laughs> Uh, well, I mean, considering that, what what is it that you think that you would bring to the team? Oh, yes. Uh, I believe that I would bring a uh, moral ambiguity to the team. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that, <laughs> I think that uh, whatever this black goblet is going to be, um, you obviously must have some, some ideas. Uh, but there is always a need to do what must be done. Um, and if I'm going to be a part of an organization, I believe that they should hold uh, a certain set of uh, moral standards. And uh, seeing that you are, um, how you say, not of, of the human race, um, that my specific philosophical uh, opinions would be appreciated. Can I... I'm, okay, good. I... I thought you were going to continue going, and I was going to interrupt you there. For He's a talking minute. a lot about uh, just nothing. A few, just a few more questions, and then uh, if Yan Yan has any more for you, um, do you uh, do you have uh, any other hobbies outside of? I mean, I guess you don't work, but out with the rest of your life that you do, or stuff that you like, or what are you, you know? passionate about? Why do you want to be here? Uh, well, my passion uh, mostly consists of uh, nature. I do very much so enjoy the nature. Um, I grew up in it in a city with a lot of stone, um, and it was uh, a very harsh place. Um, so I feel very comfortable in uh, the woods. Um, I very much appreciate uh, the dynamic of animals with with each other, um, specifically the predators. I have a very high opinion of the predators. Um, and I spend much of my time uh, observing their behavior, um, and I I see myself as a, as a, as one of them. It's kind of weird. <laughs> no, uh, we're well, very, I mean, we're both very weird people too. So this is this is uncomfortable for me. Well, do, I'm spending a lot of time in the woods. Uh, <laughs> do you? Uh, are there any like weird things that you've eaten in the woods? Oh, I, your definition of weird and my definition of weird would be very uh, different, I would assume. Um, I, I will eat anything that is edible. Uh, and sometimes so I will you test. like to try new things. Oh, yes, absolutely. Um, I will tell you that, uh, that fox meat is not as delicious as you would think it would be. Yes. Interesting. Usually the cuddlier an animal is, the more delicious its meat is. Uh, but with the fox, it is not the same. So you... So you seem to be a very intelligent person and speak a lot about, <laughs> you know, the troubles of the world. Do you, um, do you have any fears of any kind? What are you most afraid of? What am I most afraid of? That is a good question. Um, it really depends on uh, whether I've had a good night's sleep or not. Um, 
sleep is very important. I don't know if you if you value these things, but uh, um, I think that uh, fears, hmm. aside from humans, and the also, terrible you feel, you culture, feel humans. Mm, I think that fear and hate are very similar emotions. Um, <laughs> it is important to weigh them uh, very specifically. Uh, hmm, fear, fear that uh, I will be a failure. Um, fears that uh, I will become a slave. Fears that, uh, hmm. Yes, the, the typical fears that people have, I guess I don't, I guess I share many of them. So for our final examination, we will put you through a sort of a psychoanalyst test. Are you prepared for this? Oh, most definitely. I'm going to use minor illusion, and it's going to create a hoop. Okay. Just walk through the hoop. So you would like me to jump through the hoop? Jump through the hoop, yes. Uh, how high up is this hoop off the ground? It's about 10 feet off the ground. Or no, 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 sorry, like six feet. Like, it's, you could definitely, like, like, a dog jumping through a hoop. Is, I just must jump through the hoop? All you have to do is jump through the hoop. Just, and just jump through the hoop. So is this like a common thing that you do in interviews? Like you just must make a person jump through the hoop? Yeah. It's, it's whether you jump through the hoop or not. It is your decision. The job is not on the table. All I want you to do is to jump through the hoop or not jump through the hoop. It is your decision. I'm going to step through the hoop. Sure. Excellent. Uh, and so I move the chair over and I stand on top of it and I just kind of like step over it and land a little bit awkwardly. Uh, we'll just uh, do. Yes, you can wait in the lobby now. Excellent. Uh, let me say that I believe it is custom uh, when you are leaving a job interview um, to say that I, I really hope that I get this position and I look forward to seeing you in the future. I believe that is right. <laughs> yes. Thank you for your time. And I walk out. All right, that's it for episode zero. Hopefully you guys are super excited about these five very distinct characters. If you want to see what they get into, episode one. Let's get right at it. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. Really appreciate it. Just remember, the right play is the fun play. <laughs>